many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? So on today's show, I would like to welcome Tammy Wagstaff-Hawks. She is a polarity therapist, a spiritual teacher, intuitive healer, and meditation instructor. She graduated from the Polarity Realization Institute in 1998, where she studied energy healing and the mind-body connection. She is also the founder of the Healing Spirits Wellness Facebook page and company, and you can check out her stuff at healingspiritswellness.com. Tammy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to have you on here. We've had a blast already having a couple of conversations and, and had, some, <laughs> had some fun already before we hit record on the microphone today. Um, but I'm really excited to jump into what you're able to bring to the, the listeners. Um, I have to say, in the conversation that I had with Tammy that I usually do with guests before they come on, I try to get to know them a little bit before we hit the record button. And when Tammy and I talked a couple of weeks ago, um, she actually gave me a taste of what she does and was able to actually read some of the stuff personally about me long distance through a Zoom call that <laughs> I have no idea how she knew these things. And she was able to really like work through a couple of things with me. So. Um, I'm very skeptical on a lot of the stuff that I would consider woo-woo and mystical, and I'm totally into those kind of things, but having someone like Tammy bring the stuff to like a real level is uh, just something that was amazing to me, and she was able to do that on a, a you know, short Zoom call, so I'm excited to see what you'll bring to the show and the listeners and show everybody what, you, uh, what you're all about. No, thank you. I'm excited. So before we get started, I always ask a predictable question with usually a very unpredictable answer. And that is, what does it mean to live your best life according to Tammy Wagstaff-Hawks? Okay. So in or, uh, to live my best life for me is to be the best person that I can be. It is to live my life in integrity, with honor, with truth, with respect for all of life, all sentient beings. It is to love myself fully so that I am able to just send love out into the world. To live my best life is to help create a better world for all of us. I wish we'd all do that because it would be a better world for all of us if everybody had that sort of mindset. Mm. So tell us a bit about what is a polarity healer? Let's start off with that real quick and then we can dive into some of your story. But what exactly is a polarity healer? What is a spiritual teacher? I mean, let people know exactly what it is that you do. Okay, so I went to an accredited school, like we said, in 1998. Um, Polarity incorporates many of the healing modalities, the Eastern healing techniques, such as 
shiatsu, acupressure, cranial sacral therapy, foot reflexology. It balances the energy of the body, balancing the ether, air, fire, water, earth, the elements of the body. It also um, deals with the energetic system, the chakra system, the auric layers around you. Everything is made of energy. You're 100% energy. Emotional stress and trauma is the thing that blocks the energy chi or life force from flowing properly through your body. And when that happens, it creates dis-ease in your body, even cancer, depression, anxiety. It um, stops you from moving forward on your life's journey, on your life's purpose. Um, so what I can do is connect to my spiritual team I connect to my client's spiritual team and together we can help the client heal through whatever trauma they are facing. So it's that emotional trauma that creates the disease in the body that creates the obstruction in the body. So once we can identify the trauma, we can through guidance, through the, through guidance, through whatever means is necessary, heal that trauma so that they can move forward in peace and enjoy. So that's kind of what polarity is. I have the ability to connect to spirit, um, my spirit guides, angels. And I have some fun stories to tell you later on about that. So definitely. I've already got a lot <laughs> yeah. of things to say. <laughs> you have. Great you have. What amazes me though is like all all of this kind of stuff. If I would have dove into these kinds of things, you know, five or six years ago it really wouldn't have it would have maybe even put me off a little bit but it it the more you learn about it and the more you learn about the science side of it too science and spirituality always seem to be on separate sides but they're literally intertwined more than people realize and they really are about a lot of the science stuff on the show about how at the smallest levels of physical reality it is all energy and there's so many things that prove that over and over and over again and to to hear that there's actually modalities out there that can get to the the root of all physical reality which could be the root of all of our problems if you really think about it not not really things that pharmaceuticals are going to solve which you know sometimes those things are necessary but there's a lot of things that start at the root of where all of reality starts and that can be often be really bad types of energy that people are holding on to things in their life that were traumas and those things cause all sorts of imbalances right down to chemical imbalances that can destroy your dna and and wreck your telomeres shorten your lifespan so all of this stuff is very much interconnected so i'm, I'm really excited to have you bring what you have to the conversation today yeah thank you well you are you're 100 energy everything around us is energy trillions of cells you are 100% energy, your skin, your bones, your organs, everything is energy. Um, what we put out into the world is what comes back to us. So we really have to be mindful of what it is that we're thinking because even our thoughts are our energy. What we put out into the world is what comes back to us through everything we think, feel, say, and do. We are creating our entire reality. It's pretty It's pretty amazing. It is. And you, if, if everybody really understood, like, just what incredibly beautiful beings they are and they are all interconnected we're interconnected with everyone and everything we are a part of the whole so source creator god however you see that we are a cell of god we're just a speck of that light we have within us the ability to create to co-create um our dreams come true everything is energy you're a part of that energy of that source 
the water, the trees, we're all intertwined. We are, like you said, all interconnected. So we have the ability to change our entire reality, not only for ourselves, but for the entire world. You know, heaven on earth. Absolutely. More freedom, peace, joy. Like, I'm in. I don't know. We're going to just... <laughs> We're going to do this one person at a time. It's like a ripple effect. You're like a ripple in a pond. Every single person that raises their vibrational frequencies to that of love, to that of peace, that of joy, you spread it like a ripple in a pond. And that's how we can change the world and the world around us. But first, we have to look at your individual self. Look at what is holding you back, the lower frequencies, you know, doubt, fear, you know, self-hate. Anything that society has taught us, we have to kind of reprogram our mind, reprogram our bodies. We have to understand on such a huge level that anything we think about is what we create. So if we're telling ourselves that we hate ourselves, we're actually telling our bodies to shut down. If we're living in fear instead of faith, you know, we're again just communicating with our bodies that we don't trust life. And whatever we put out, comes more, more of that comes back, more of the same comes back. We have an electromagnetic field around our body. Easy for me to say. Electromagnetic field <laughs> around our body. And just think about that word. It's a magnetic. Like the poles of the earth, right? Polarity of the earth. We have the same thing. You froze for a second there. And so... Um, so we have an electromagnetic field around our body. So what we put out comes back. The word magnet, it comes back. So we're really responsible for everything we think, feel, say, do, and believe. We're even responsible for what we watch or witness because it creates our reality. That, res that creates a response within our body, a vibrational frequency. So say you're watching, oh my gosh, the coronavirus or the COVID thing 24-7. It's repeating in your head, you're going to get sick, you're going to get sick. It's there, it's real. And what that does is create that reality. What our minds think as simply as me putting my hand up in the air. I mean, that's brilliant. I just told my head to my hand to do that from my head. That's amazing. So just as simply as that just happened, what you think about is what you create. And I've seen some amazing things through the work that I've done with people and what they have manifested for dis-ease or physical pain because of their own thoughts, even cancer, even sickness, because of their own thoughts of not believing that they're worthy enough to even be here. So our first job is to look at you as an individual. You are here for your soul's evolution. You are here for a purpose. You have a plan. You have a blueprint. Every single one of us is so incredibly unique and beautiful. We're like thumbprints or snowflakes. They're no two alike. We come here to evolve as spiritual beings. And how we're going to do that is by finding every single thing within our being that is less than love and eradicating that or raising the vibrational frequency of it or transmuting it, transforming it into that of peace like loving yourself through it, forgiving yourself, forgiving everybody else, and just deciding you want to live your life in peace. You want to live your life in love, letting go of all other ideas of 
what you think you are that's less than or what you think every other you know person that's ever hurt you or you know judging others because that just brings our energy down it brings our vibration down and i really do feel like that we come here with a backpack or a plan right we come here for our soul's evolution like i said mm-hmm. and we bump into different people that help us reveal the pieces of ourselves that need to be healed. And I believe these people even come into our lives with that understanding. So it's like this, who here loves Tammy enough? And this is before we get here, before we come down into this existence on this planet. So in the space of heaven or whatever you want to call that, the space before we're born or come here. Who here loves Tammy enough to go down there and give her something to forgive? Because she wants to live the godlike quality of forgiveness. She wants to learn it. She wants to move past it. Or she wants to learn to love herself. So who here loves Tammy enough to go down there and give her something to forgive? And then those people that you're looking at that are like, oh, my God, I can't let this go because it caused me pain or they caused me suffering. They love you that much that maybe they chose to come down here to help you learn that, have that experience and learn that lesson, Mm. you know? So if we kind of look at life through new perspectives, you know, new ideas, new understandings, if we don't take things personally and observe the world around us, observe life, kind of like when something happens to you that makes you feel sad or angry, instead of stepping into the emotion of it, if you can just hold it in your hand and you can say, this is just information. And then what am I going to do with this information? Is this a space where I can let this go? Do I need to have a conversation with somebody? Do I need to create healthy boundaries around this? Or do I need to step away from this person, you know, for a long period of time or forever? Like it really is information. And if we can observe life, instead of stepping in the drama of it, we can really have a more peaceful experience. So if we can look at ourselves and say, what's going on inside of me? And what is it that I need to heal? What is it that I need to look at? What's this little voice inside of me telling me that I'm not good enough, that I'm not lovable? And that's what we go in and we heal. Mm -hmm. That's what we go in and we change. And then you can reach it once you release all these lower frequencies or vibrations, you can move into a place of pure light, pure love, and pure awareness, which is who you really are. And it takes time. Like I think that's what everybody needs to realize too. When they start to go down a path where they kind of realize, like, I'm here to learn. This is earth school. I'm here in this life to learn everything right. that I possibly can. It takes time to undo all of the years prior to that moment of all that conditioning, the ego, the programming. I mean, like what you said about watching things on TV, there's a reason why they call it TV programs because it's programming people's minds to do certain things. And that's why the, the that's right. mainstream news is nothing but just a fear factory. But when you start to really realize that you're here to learn all sorts of things, you'll sort of look at situations and you'll Monday morning quarterback yourself, maybe within a day or two sometimes of something that you did that you're like, oh, I could have handled that situation better. And then what I found is closer and closer and closer to the moment, to the thing that you're experiencing, you start to actually do exactly what you just said. You're conditioning yourself to to learn how to react to certain things and shed some of those those lower things so you have a more elevated reaction to people and, and situations eventually to the point where you're reacting in the moment to those situations in the way that you would 
always have chose to or that you you're hoping that you would eventually after you've learned all this stuff no agree 100 percent agree yes and i've done that i've been i mean i've been doing this work for 20 years and i started from a and i am now living my life in complete joy in peace and in love and it's amazing and i want to take everybody with me along for the ride <laughs> so let's do this <laughs> So where, where, how did you get into all of this? I mean, I noticed that, you know, it was, it's been 20 years since you've originally sort of jumped into this with your first formal instruction on this kind of stuff. But was this something that was part of your life even growing up? Or was this something that was, that was fairly new in your life? Was this something that, you know, how did this come about to, uh, to, to be in your awareness? So, so first of all, yes, I have um, gifts. My mom did, my grandma did. So I actually do have gifts of psychic ability. I grew up with my mother telling me stories about how past loved ones would come and say goodbye for, to her before they passed away. And I inherited that gift. And uh, <laughs> so many more beautiful gifts. Um, and I jokingly say beautiful gifts. <laughs> I kind of feel like Frodo from the Lord of the Rings every now and then, but, <laughs> you know, there's a lot that goes with it. There's a lot that you see. There's a lot that you experience. So, but, um, so I do have natural abilities, natural gifts. Let's just start with that. Okay. And then um, what happened is going through an incredibly traumatic divorce and I went to a counselor and she ended up being a spiritual counselor. And she was the one that told me, you have these gifts and I want to mentor you. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting when you're somebody like me that has the gifts, you don't understand that you're different because you've, you've been that person your whole life. You don't know that you're kind of like, what do you mean nobody else sees dead people? What? No. <laughs> so... <laughs> But um, so when I went to the counselor, the first thing she had me do was go to my first polarity appointment. And during that polarity appointment, you know, my eyes were closed. I felt so peaceful and so relaxed. And I am looking at a Native American man, absolutely beautiful Native American man. And his hair is flowing back and forth. And it's kind of putting me in this tasmic state of pure joy. It was amazing. And she starts telling me that I have a spirit guide named Blackhawk, a Native American man, we finished describing him together as he has one braid coming down the side and two feathers. You know, and that made me so excited because I already knew I was so different than most other women that I knew. You know, I was um, so, you know, I had a huge garden. I loved growing things and having my bare hands in the dirt. You know, it was like things that made me excited or happy were, you know, sunsets and hay swaying in the wind, you know, it wasn't like everybody else, the animals. I'm so connected to all the animals. And it was so fun to really like see that part of me because I already knew that like I had that earthy kind of love that earthly kind of love, I should say. The next thing I saw was myself in a clay mountains, in the clay mountains with two braids as a Native American woman coming down the side. I was crushing herbs. And I started seeing all these eyes around me and now I'm starting to feel a little crazy. So I asked my polarity therapist, what are they doing there? And she said, ask them. Well, they start surrounding me and going in a circle around me 
that grew up into mountains, which forced me to look up. And I was looking up into the blue sky and this pair of eyes came down, blue eyes, and jumped into my face. Three times it happened, the vision happened where the mountains grew up, the eyes were there in the blue sky, the eyes were blue, they came down, swooped into my face and jumped me back. Um, I went and saw my counselor after that and she, I was again, telling her about everything that happened. And she had the gift of proclamation. She could hear God directly. And she asked me who I prayed to when I prayed at that time. And I told her that I prayed to my ancestors. And she asked me why. And I said, because I'm a sinner. And, that, you know, I went to church a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> so she said to me that God was trying to get my attention. He wanted me to ask him to reveal himself to me. And all of a sudden I saw the vision again, the eyes swooping down into my face and jumping me back. I was like, oh my gosh. So I went home and over the next couple of weeks, I sat in front of the slide and looking up at the stars, asking God to reveal himself to me. One night I jumped into the shower and I was like, I don't know why you want me anyways, I'm a sinner. And all of a sudden this energy came into the shower it was the most amazing love I have ever felt in my entire life. It was like a freight train. It went right through me. It was so kind and beautiful and gentle. And I heard her, his words, and it was a male voice for me. And he said that there wasn't anything I could ever do to make him stop loving him. There was nothing I could ever do to make him stop loving me. I'm sorry I said that. There is nothing that I could ever do to make him stop loving me. He told me he knew my heart and that it was good. He showed me that it was good. It was so beautiful. And he was just showing me love, this unconditional, undying love. And it doesn't hiccup. It doesn't stop. It's not like us humans where there's something that happens and like we kind of pull back from that love. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. It's just a continuous, beautiful stream and more like a freight train. When I came to, I was on my knees, sobbing, like in one of those movies. I didn't know I was on my knees. I didn't know I was sobbing. I stood up, put a towel around my head, and I was like, I am never going to go see that lady again because I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I have joined a cult, <laughs> and I am not going back. So I went downstairs to clean my kids' toy room, and PBS was on the TV and there was a monk on TV that had been sitting under a tree for 35 years to hear the words of God. He said verbatim what I just heard. Mm. He said that God knew his heart and that it was a good heart. He said there wasn't anything he could ever do to make God stop loving him. He said exactly what I just heard. And I just was like, okay, I'm listening. You've got me. So that was the beginning of my journey. Mm. And it was, I'm not book smart. Everything I know is because I have been taught from God and from Jesus and, and my spirit guides and my angels and the benevolent beings. <laughs> so many stories to tell. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> so. it's, it's amazing the way you describe it, though, because 
everyone who's even had near-death experiences you know people who have had like complete life breakdowns they go through the dark night of the soul where their life just completely falls apart and it's almost like at those points when they're broken down to their smallest points they say that's when they find god that's when um you know something happens to them and they all describe the same thing it's just this immense peaceful feeling and it's love that they just know and, and a lot of people will say the same thing like if they have near-death experiences like oh i'm surprised i'm here i thought i'd go to hell because i'm a sinner and god's like no it, it that it, it's not that way like it's that's 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 a um that's an illusion that's been given to you throughout your life everlasting love is something that i have no matter what happens in your life no matter what you do you're all my children and all that. i mean like you literally are just reaffirming so many other stories of people who have never met they're never connected and yeah don't even believe in this stuff when they have those experiences so it's just it's amazing to hear you sort of echo those kind of things as well well it's absolutely true and i can tell you that um through many different visions and understandings of sitting with um spirit that he has absolutely said there is not one person that is not invited back home or back with him. And the reason sometimes spirits get stuck here is because either they feel like that they're not good enough or because they have fear or plain and simple, they, <laughs> they work for the other side. They don't want to go with God. <laughs> so. There's a lot of those people out there. There's a lot of those people who are, who are controlling a better part of the world who are in that mindset. Yeah, yeah. Where from those experiences, sort of how do things transpire from some of those in initial experiences? So from the from those experiences, um, I just started beyond to like, trust myself. It was really about, you know, one of the things Blackhawk was there to teach me was to listen to my his voice or to the small voice within me and not listen to anybody else's voice. They wanted me to make sure that I was really paying attention um, to that voice because there is so much conditioning and programming out in the world. We, you know, from our schooling to the television, to our parents, because they only have been conditioned and programmed too. So they wanted to make sure, and even like religion, right? They're like, no, you gotta listen to us. And they've been my teachers, like I said. So this is where it's been guiding me. It's, it's guided me to, you know, me go to school and become a clarity therapist and deepening my connection through spirit to be able to help people to heal. Um, and um, again, I, you know, we talked about that story with Jesus, uh, you know, when we first met and um, mm -hmm. I would love to share that one too, Absolutely. because I think that's such a beautiful story about healing, you know, and what our potential is. And again, how, we have the ability to heal ourselves through every disease and through every Ill illness. And I think it's a co-creation, a co-healing. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you the story and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, I had a gentleman who I loved very much. Um, he was my, my parents' friend and he was sick. And he asked if he could come and have a session. So I agreed to have a session. As soon as I put my hands on his head, I heard cancer. But I didn't tell him you have cancer because, again, I'm not being responsible for him thinking that because what you think about is what you create. And if you say those words over and over again, that's what you're telling your body to create. Mm -hmm. So I just said, Joe, I said, are you going to go to the doctors pretty soon? And he said, I have an appointment in two days. And I said, great. So I started my appointment. And again, I didn't, I wasn't 
I didn't believe in Jesus. I actually didn't know who he was. I, I kind of was a little bit nervous about him. I had had a lot of um, bad experiences with the male energy. So I just didn't trust men around me too much. So that was like something I was kind of kept at bay, you know, even Jesus, you know. So, um, but all of a sudden he appeared to me at the end of the table with his hands in receiving. And he asked if he could come into me to heal Joe. And I said, yes. And Joe didn't know what I was seeing or what I was doing. And then all of a sudden, Joe started reaching out. And he was like looking like he was clasping or grasping for a hand. And he was saying, oh, my Jesus, I need you, my Jesus. Oh, my Jesus, I love you, my Jesus. I need you, my Jesus. And at the end of the session, he sat up. He said, what are you? And I'm like, I don't know. I said, what did you see? And he said, Jesus was here. And I said, yes, Joe, he was here. Move forward a couple months later, he's in hospice. He has cancer. Wow. He has no kidney function. He has no liver function. He has 24 to 48 hours, if I remember correctly, to live. Like it's, it's definitely like 24 to 48 hours somewhere, maybe 36. And everybody's coming in to say goodbye. And I asked him if he wanted me to do some more work on him. And it was really beautiful because there were other, my sisters were there and friends were there that were kind of holding light and love for him too. But as soon as I went to go do the work, Jesus stood next to me and he said, he's going to leave because he didn't ask me to heal him. You have free will here. And if you don't ask me, I can't intervene. So I said, Joe, have you asked Jesus to heal you? And and God, oh, I mean, Jesus also said he was just doing the rosary. And I said, are you just doing the rosary? And he said, I'm just doing the rosary. And I said, let's do it together. Let's ask Jesus to heal you. So I did that. And then Jesus told me he was still going to leave because he thought he was going to be a burden to his wife. So this thought form of him being a burden was going to be the reason that he was going to pass away. And I said, Joe, I said, do you feel like you're going to be a burden to your wife? And he said, he started crying. He's like, yes, I'm going to be a burden. I don't want to be a burden to her. I said, Joe, if your wife was in this bed, would she be a burden to you? He started crying even more. He said, no, I love my wife. I would want her to stay. And I looked at his wife and I said, Louise. And she said, you, I want you to stay. I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay. He went back to the hospital with full function and everything within the wow. next couple of days. Wow. They called him a miracle. He doesn't, you know, they, the doctors didn't know what happened, but he wrote me a letter. He knew what happened. Wow. So it's not, it is our will. My mother healed her own cancer three times. The doctors would tell her, you're going to die. And she's like, I'll die when I'm ready to die. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> so it, it's your will. You have the ability within you to create miracles. It's your will, but it's also you have spirits around you. Every one of us does. We are not alone. We don't have to feel alone, but it's about connecting. And that's what people don't know how to do. And that's what I teach in my meditations is we have to remember who we are. And we have to know how to connect through the third eye and to invite God, Jesus, source, creator, mother, father, one, however you see that into your body is about reconnecting because you're already that right we're not separate it's our illusion it's the illusion that keeps that separation you know that keeps us thinking that we're separate that's what i think all suffering comes from is that separation 
It's all the conditioning. We have to remember. It's it really is. We We're not all those years. It's just conditioning to just be separate. And even more now than ever, we're being conditioned to be even more separate than we've ever been. That's right. And I do believe for me personally, that that's coming from a lower vibration. Mm -hmm. That's coming from a vibration. That's the opposite of God that doesn't want us. <laughs> I have news for everybody out there. And for that vibration, <laughs> game over. Yeah, <laughs> It is. It's game over. They're out of here. <laughs> that must have been kind of wild for you, though, to, to be in that situation with a guy who's, you know, supposed to pass away within a couple of days, and you have that experience yourself, where you have something that's there that's saying, "I'm Jesus. I want to heal this guy." I mean, that must have been wild just for you to experience that. Yeah. So my DDD prevents that. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> you know, it's really funny because there's not. I do have like moments where it's absolutely like the light bulb, like, oh, this is how it works or this is for real. But I don't know. There's always been a thing that's been like, um, I don't know, just moving along, just kind of like moving along. It's, it's never for you though. Like a, a fish doesn't sit there and marvel at how well it can swim. And a bird doesn't sit there and wonder like, Oh, I can fly. How do I do that? It's just natural. So it's a natural ability that you've had all along. So when things like that happen, it's, it's just as simple as somebody seeing or hearing. It's just another sense to you. Um, like people will say a sixth sense, but you can have a sixth, a seventh, an eighth and a ninth. It's, it just happens to be whatever one shows up after your, you know, the five that you currently have. Some people will get clairvoyance. Some people will get clairaudience. It, you happen to have the abilities that, that you have, and it's completely natural to you. I mean, on the, me on the outside perspective, I'm looking at that and I'd be like, wow, you know, if I meditated and Jesus came, I, I don't, I, I'd be, I don't even know what I would do. I'd, I'd have to take a few weeks off of work. And <laughs> I just met Jesus and I'm not dead. <laughs> so. Tammy, we got to talk. Yeah, yeah. I need to book a no. few sessions with you, Tammy, because something just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So, yeah, and um, it, it is. It really is beautiful, but that's been on my teaching. That's how I've learned. And I have to, I want to just say before I forget, too. Um, it was just like two months prior or even a month prior to the COVID breakout that I was um, communicating, you know, I was, I was very sad about the way I, I have a really hard time with the suffering of the animals and the way they treat each other. But my understanding is that they are our reflection of ourselves. And when we stop hurting the animals, when we stop doing what we're doing to them, that they're going to stop. They're going to live in harmony with one another. We're all going to live in harmony with one another. So they're just showing us who we are. And I did go to a session with another healer and he said, well, this is, you know, God's divine way. He made it this way. And I was sitting there and I saw a seagull grab a crab and he was slowly killing it. And I was sobbing and I'm like, this is your way. This is how you intended it. This, this is horrible. And Jesus came and sat right beside me. And like, it doesn't happen that way all the time, but sometimes it's really big and it's really clear. And there's some been beautiful sessions where he's been there helping or I'm helping him to heal is the way it is. But um, he's coming through me to do the work. So um, 
And he said, no, he said, this is not how I intended it. And he was pointing back in time. And he said that something happened with mankind that created this reality. And it wasn't the way it was intended that we were actually like a heaven on earth. Long, long time ago, before our darkness came here, that created that reality. Mm. So, but he did say exactly these words loud and clear that love was the only thing that could break the curse. And this was before the COVID. And he's talked to me about love and lo how love can heal the sick, how love will transform this whole world into heaven on earth. But he has never said love is the only thing that will break the curse. And that was right before the COVID. Wow. And yeah, which is pretty amazing. And then if you look at the like David Hawkins scale of consciousness, uh -huh. it just goes right into that, you know, into that correlation where um, I don't know if you are you familiar with David Hawkins scale of consciousness? I've seen it before and I'm actually trying to bring it up right now as we're talking. But I mean, I know that it rates certain frequency levels almost like a rainbow spectrum and certain frequencies that are lower will be sort of like down in the, the lower numbers and they'll be in the reddish portion and then it just gets higher in number. But go ahead and explain what what your understanding is. She's got the she got the cheater glasses on like I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. So this is pretty amazing. And again, I love how all of this just kind of like works together. You're talking about science and then what I've always known. And, and now scientists will be able to understand that we're all measured in hertz, right? Our vibration. Every person has a vibrational frequency. And scientists can actually tell if you're depressed by the energy field around your body. Mm -hmm. They can actually tell. Okay. Um, they can actually tell if you're happy they, by looking at the energy around your body. Um, so energies like shame vibrates at 20 hertz. Guilt, 30 hertz. The average person vibrates at 207 hertz per second. Love is 500 hertz. Um, I think it's peace is 600 or 700. I think it's 600 hearts. So when you vibrate this energy, that's what you're attracting back in your life. That's what you're going to feel when you're vibrating love and peace and joy. You're living in a reality of love, peace and joy. So these lower vibrations, when you're in these vibrations, like 20 hearts of shame and 30 hearts of guilt, that's what disease sets in. Mm -hmm. When you vibrate higher, disease can't even attach to your energy. Either can the lower frequency, the opposite of God, source creator. Mm -hmm. Nothing can attach to you when you're vibrating higher. You get to live your life in peace and joy. And I, this is absolutely fascinating too. Anybody that vibrates at 500 hertz or more counterbalances the energy for 750 thousand people will raise their vibration that of 750,000 people that are below 200. Wow. So is that amazing? So if we can live all of our lives in reverence for every living thing, and that means do no harm to every living being, sentient being, the trees, everything. We're a part of this whole, we're not separate from it. We are, all right, get this. You're over 70% ocean water. You are the ocean. 
That's how interconnected you are. Mm. You're not separate from that. You are that. You know, isn't that expansion? Isn't that amazing to think about that? Yeah, you take a take a cup of water out of the ocean, it's still the ocean. It came from the ocean, it still is an ocean, but it's, you know, it's separate. It's it's separate in only its container, but otherwise you turn it back upside down and dump it back in the ocean, it just becomes the ocean again. But if you look at energy, right? The water within your body is the same energy as the the ocean water. Absolutely. So if you looked, so now there is no separation. Do you understand? Because you have the water inside your body that's vibrating at the same energy that creates the water, right? Because it's all different vibrations that create the different matter. Absolutely. So now there's no separation. And it's crazy to hear you say about how one person could affect 750,000 because that's one of the universal laws that we just covered in a recent episode of going over the 12 universal laws. The first of which we just started to talk about at the beginning of this episode is the law of divine oneness that everything's connected. One of the other ones is the law of transmutation of energy. And I think that's the one that talks about how, um, you know, if a room is dark, it takes one small light bulb to light the entire room. The absence of the light is the darkness, but the darkness isn't like some inky black mist that comes into the room and has to filter out when you turn a light on. It's instantaneous. It takes one small, tiny little light bulb to light up a room. And it's the same exact thing. In the absence of the light, that's what shows up. And in the absence of all these higher vibrations that you're talking about, these higher ways of operating yourself and operating your entire being at a higher hertz, the absence of that are these lower things, but it takes just one small drop of that higher stuff to affect a larger collective. And you can see that throughout your day. You go around and just talk to people in a That's completely right. different way. You can enlighten everybody and you can do the complete opposite. And I find myself in that position a lot. If I'm in a bad mood, I'll storm around my place. I'm in yeah. leadership positions. And if I approach something in a huff, I'll notice everyone else around me. But if I walk in and just, uh, a bright shining moon, no matter how bad of a day I might be having, it still affects everybody in the opposite way that it just it, it brings everybody right up with you. So that that totally resonates with what I've I've seen in practice, my own practice in the last couple of months, particularly. Last yeah, month. that's amazing. And that is the absolute truth. I have that's what I have my clients do when I teach the meditation, I have them go out and smile at everybody, which is a little bit more challenging now with that mask on. But um, <laughs> You know, but that's, it was like an exercise to say, what happens when you do that? You know, what happens when you smile? It's contagious. Like, and people can feel energy. You can feel it around you. So, and you can change it just by raising your vibration. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you, what do you present to somebody when they come to you? Like, what is some of the first steps what are the some of the first things when when someone comes to you and says you know you're a clarity healer i have these issues going on in my life how can you help me yeah so um i ask what their intention is for the session basically they come in they start talking we bring in the energy so this is really important right because like we just talked about a little while ago you have to allow source energy into your heart and it, so that's what we do right away in the session, one way or the other, whether you want to call it source, universal oneness, crystalline, the most beautiful crystalline white light, like of love, the highest frequencies of love. I ask them to bring that and connect that to them. And then um, we ask for the intention of the session. I connect to my spiritual team 
and then it just unfolds. And then they just tell me what they what needs to happen to order in order to heal that person. So, and I can go into like another one. My very first polarity session um, was amazing. Um, so as soon as I graduated, I had this gentleman that had a son that um, was hurt at birth. So he was in a wheelchair. He couldn't speak and he couldn't walk. And he asked me to heal him. So I put him on the table and it was a really beautiful session. He, um, he was nervous, I could tell. So I grabbed one of my crystals and I showed him a rainbow inside the crystal. I said, that's your rainbow, hold it. And I put it in his hand and he did. And he was really quiet and still for you know at least 15 minutes, 20 minutes while I was doing the session on him. As soon as I put my hands on him, he appeared to me as a huge angel. And he said he was perfect just the way he was. And that I wasn't to heal him, that he was here to heal his father, wow. that he came here in that form to heal his dad, to help his dad get to the next level. So to learn to live in peace and love and joy. So I finished doing the session and um, I didn't tell the father or anything that I saw because I was like, oh my God, I'm hearing voices and seeing angels, <laughs> losing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I just so happened, you know, coincidence, which don't really exist, um, to be seated next to his wife two weeks later at a dinner party. Wow. And I told her everything that I saw and heard. She said that they had been, because they had um, the means to do this. They were all, they went all over the world to every healer and to every guru to try and heal their son. And they all said the exact same thing, that Skylar came here this way for his father. And it was his father that needed to heal. That was a wow, aha moment. I was like, huh? Wait, I can hear the same way they can hear? Like, wow. that was a definite wow moment for me. And then um, she asked if I could hear, heal him. And he came two weeks later. I put my hands on him. And Skylar appeared as the big angel again and said, Dad, don't you know what this is? I'm here for you. I came here in this form to help you evolve to the next level. I came here to teach you about love and to love yourself and about joy and how to find joy. And then the vision went away. And then after the session, Michael sat up and he had big, huge eyes and said, what are you? <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I said, what did you see? And he saw everything that I just saw. He heard everything that I just heard. I bumped into him five years ago, which was like 13, 14 years later. And Skylar was there and he was sitting at the ocean's edge and he was throwing rocks in and yelling wipe out as all the surfers were falling off their surfboard. And, um, and I asked him, you know, did he do it? And he just started crying and he said he did. He said, this is all this kid can do. And he knows more about love and joy than any other person that has legs and a voice. Like he has it and he taught it to me. So um, yeah, really, yeah. Like so many beautiful things I've witnessed and I've seen and that I know. And I know that God sends us angels and people into our lives, source, creator, when we need them. Like that there is so much beauty around us. There's so much more than meets the eye. There's so much magic 
And we just have to learn to connect to that. So that's what we do in our sessions. We connect to that energy. We connect to that light. We connect to that love. And then I am guided. And then we work together to heal that aspect. And then, you know, it's a piece. It's like, you know, so you're like a like a layer of an onion. You know, you hear that one all the time. You know, you have these different layers that need to come to heal. You have to heal through in order to get to that core of peace and love. But I really feel like we're ascending into a different vibrational frequency right now. The entire planet is. Mm -hmm. It's not going to take as much to clear these energies anymore. It's not going to take as much. So stop meditating. Connect to all that is and know that you are limitless. That you have the ability and the gift within you to create a brand new reality. You have to know it. You have to believe it. Every one of your actions creates a reaction. So only put love and light out into the world. Cause no harm to any being and all beings. You know, look at a tree. You know, they're amazing. First of all, they give us life, right? They give us oxygen. I just want to say, how can you disrespect that? <laughs> so, <laughs> but the scientists now say it has a heartbeat. They can hear a heartbeat in a tree. There's sap like blood that flows up and down. Flip over the leaves if you want to see veins, like veins of a human. The earth has veins within her. Like, and when we die, we turn back to dust. We back, turn back to the earth. We're a part of everything. It's so beautiful. If you really look at it and you really understand it, it's amazing. It's magical. And there is so much magic around us. We just have to reach for it. We have to remember who we are and what we came here to be and what we came here to do. And so. so many people are so busy and distracted and worried and stressed. Like they're on the opposite end of all of those things that you just mentioned. And, you know, just telling you before the show, so before we hit record, like I spend my Monday through Friday just running ragged and I managed to stay balanced in that kind of a life and all the things that I mm -hmm. have going on. But when I do get home and I do have my evenings and I do have my weekends, I live in the middle of nowhere. And I did that for a reason because there's a whole different feeling that you have. I have a, a cliff edge right up behind my house. It's like 30 feet behind the house, but it's like 30 feet up. And every single night we can see the sunset over this gigantic valley. And Aww. it's like no matter how bad the day is, you get that reconnection and you find yourself as you're watching the sun disappear behind a mountain still saying thank you. Even if it's been a horrible, terrible, crappy day, you're surrounded by all that and it's just something that you get out of it. And too many people don't know what that connective feeling is because they have so many other things going on. And that's often one of the biggest pieces of advice that I'll give to people that I do life coaching for is I'll say, how often do you get out into nature? How often do you meditate? It's usually the first question. And I'll yeah. say, because you get that connection with meditation to yourself. But when I say, how many times, how often do you get out into nature? Like, I don't care how, if you're in the middle of New York City, how often do you get out to Central Park and just yeah. that form of nature? And more times than not, I can already guess what the person's going to say based on the problems that are in their life. And they'll say, not enough or once a month. And it's like, you just don't know what you get from that connection. It's what you came from. And you have had a lifetime up to this point of disconnect. You've got to bring it back in the other direction. No, 100%. I 100% agree with that. Um, it is about that, like that nature con connection. And I almost feel like we've been programmed to be that hamster on the hamster wheel. 
you know, like to never take that breath or that moment. For me, it's always been honestly like a spiritual warfare. You know, I have to back in 2004, um, spirit came to me and they showed me like a wave of darkness coming over the United States and it very much looked like rings. It scared me. I got up and I called everybody that I knew that were light workers and, and, or people that I taught meditation to. And I'm like, Hey, we got to send more light onto the earth. And they actually told me it had to do with politics and politicians and the form of a revolution. And that was in 2004. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And they told me everything had to unravel so that it could be rebuilt. And this is the unraveling that we're feeling. And they told me that if the United States fell to darkness, that all other countries would fall to darkness thereafter, right? That was verbatim with how they said it to me. And for me, it's, and in 2007, they told me that I was here to stand up fallen angels for the battle to come. That was the exact words. And I'm like, what battle? I have a sword. It's a big sword. But <laughs> is it big enough? <laughs> it is. Let me tell you about my sword. <laughs> because that's part of the stuff that I've had to do with some of my clients. I, you know, they have attachments, benevolent attachments, and I've had to release them from that. And some, a lot of people I could help and some people I couldn't help. Mm. But that's always been the case here. It's a spiritual warfare, source, creator, the energy of love and the polar opposite, the opposite of God, source, creator the lower vibration mm. frequency. I won't give it a name. So <laughs> I just call it the lower vibration. <laughs> so so that's so that's what it's all about. That's what it's been about. Like we have to remember who we are because that lower vibration to me is the thing. It's kind of like that angel on the shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder. And it's like saying the positive stuff and the lower ones like, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. Nobody really loves you. You know, to me, that's a real energy that's kind of like messing with people because I've seen it. Mm -hmm. And what we have to remember is who we really are, which is that of pure light and love, pure awareness and pure potential. That is what we are, who we are. So when we look at those energies, um, so when we understand that it's like that spiritual warfare that's really happening and these things are really there trying to keep us from our highest potential, I think that kind of helps because we're like, okay, game on. You know, you can be like, I see you and like, I'm playing for the other team. I'm, I'm with source. You can't have me. I'm choosing love. I'm choosing light. I'm choosing pure awareness and pure potential, you know? So I think that people understanding that this is like a spiritual warfare to some degree, whether it's within you or outside of you, like that there is something so much bigger and brighter and that's guiding you that there's something there for you, you know? And if people understood that, like what you were just saying with the people that aren't connecting to, I almost feel like that our whole society, the way we work, the way we run, the way we've been programmed to work so many hours, right? What does that do? It keeps you from, it keeps you from God. It keeps you from one another. It keeps you from love. It keeps you from connecting, right? It does to a, to a certain extent because I have some of the guidance that I've got in the last actually few months that's helped me immensely because I am so busy because I call myself so driven. I don't know if it's driven or just crazy of all the stuff I take on, but 
you you can one of the biggest tests is to not get frustrated with people who you might perceive as sort of not a lower person but in a lower state of living and who are disrespectful who don't treat people well and you encounter those people and one way to not get dragged down to the point that they are at is seeing them as that is a face of God. That is someone who is connected. That, That's right. That is a person. So even in some of those busy lives, like, yes, you can't get out into nature. You can't just like walk out of your cubicle or your office or wherever you are and just go walk out into nature sometimes. And you can't just say, okay, well, I'm, I'm taking off to go take a half an hour meditation because I am not having a good day. Like that's just not possible for some people, but that, right. that you can't find the connections in all of the things. And that's even more, it's even more challenging. It's a, it's a huge, huge growth edge to try to find those connections to God, source of the universe in some of the most disconnected people because it's still there. And that's an amazing experience in and of itself because I'm able to experience it on the other side, but then on the day to day, I've learned to more often try and find the connection in every interaction that I have with every single person. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And that is exactly right. So just to speak to that, even if you're like in your office or in your cubicle, if you just connect, if you breathe in, and for me, it's like your connection is looking out of your third eye. It starts your pineal, pineal gland. It helps um, that that beautiful wavelength of love, of peace, and use the energy of gratitude, which raises your vibration right away. So if you kind of just connect to source through your third eye, looking out of it like it's a whale spout, and just breathing that energy right into you and asking for that energy to come into you and giving you peace and joy. Like even a five minute little like window like that can bring you back into a place of peace. Mm. And, and right. And I am speaking about like, yes, we have to work. I think, I think we, you know, the amount of work and it's to each person, it's every person is wired differently, but I think it's about respecting who we are and our abilities and our bodies. And for me, what I've been asking for is to have more joy and peace and time to connect with creating the same financial abundance or more financial abundance. Let's go for broke and, um, you know, let's do it. And, uh, and I've been able to do that it's don't forget we get to create a reality so if you want to create more prosperity and work less hours because that's right for you because each one of us are individuals we can do that it's through our belief system our knowing that creates our reality so and then um and as as far as what you were saying about other people everybody is for well almost everybody is of the light and has that source creator in them. And um, that's what we do. And we teach people during my meditation workshops to, for those people to send light and love to them. And if you can't send it from yourself, then send it from source creator, like to send them love when you see them being sad or when you see them being angry, because then you can kind of look backwards at it and kind of say, what happened to them to make them feel that way? Or what's going on in their life right now to make them feel that way? And there's been some pretty cool results, you know, that I've had with clients in my meditation workshops. And one that has come into my mind right now is that she had this person at work that was really driving her crazy. And um, they just constantly just kind of butt, uh, butt heads. And she started sending her the light and the love, right? She didn't know it, but she was just sending her this energy. The woman brought her in a dozen roses 
Wow. Within two weeks. And then they, like our friends, they became, it, it worked and it became, they became connected. Mm-hmm. So light and love, again, we know that, right? And everybody does have the face of God. I agree with that. And I think it's beautiful the way you said it. So it's, uh, it's about remembering that even in the, when you look at people that um, do harm to another person, you know, the people that rape or kill or, you know, my heart breaks for the person that the had that happen to them, but my heart breaks for the person that's doing it too, you know, because what happened to them to make them be able to do that? Mm. So it is about having compassion and love for every sentient being, for every person on this planet, you know, and just uh, treat everybody the way you want to be treated mm-hmm. in every situation. And like we keep saying, it takes a long time sometimes to get to that mindset. You have to you have to undo that sense of competition. You know, I've got to be first or someone else is doing better than me and the jealousy that some people have over those kinds of things when you look at other people and how well they're doing or whatever. Um, and it's it's hard to overcome that. It really is because we spend a lifetime of the, the grind and we have to be first and all of that competition. And we often lose the connection because of the way that our lives have been set up. But it's, you can get there. Yeah. People like you are part of what can help people get there. I mean, if people are really dedicated toward this stuff, they don't have to do it alone. And that's one of the main reasons why I love using this podcast as a platform and a stage to expose people who are light workers like yourself, who are out there to help shift what's happening in the world when people are like, okay, well, I want to do better. How do I do better? You know, I don't, I don't have someone in my area to go, well, look at this, you know, like granted doing zoom podcasts, aren't the greatest. You'd rather do them in person, but you are connected literally, you know, technologically you're connected to everybody and all of these resources. So having the ability to connect to people like you and putting you on the stage is, is priceless. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be a part of your program. Um, Yeah, my heart's desire is to honestly um, create a better world. So I so appreciate you allowing me to speak and put this out into the world. And then one of the things, um, you know, this is one of the very first things I teach people in my workshops is just pay attention, be mindful of your thoughts, like really start paying attention to your thoughts. And you're not allowed to say anything bad about yourself or anybody else. Like mm-hmm. really pay attention to when that comes in and to retrain your brain. This is the very first step that we do in the workshop is, and this is, um, thank you mind for thinking, but no, thank you. So doing it in a very loving way, not being hard on yourself, but thank you mind for thinking, but no, thank you. We're going to create a brand new thought instead of the thought we just had. And you bring, breathe that light and love in, right? Again, that connection to spirit through your third eye. Breathe that in and bring in that new truth. That's how you're going to start retraining your brain by really looking at this, your thought forms and start saying, what am I thinking about? Really being cognitive and saying, what am I manifesting right now? And you can do it in so many different ways. You know, what am I manifesting right now? What am I thinking about? You know, because of my, if I'm thinking about lack, because I'm just going to draw more lack in. So you stop yourself and you go, what am I grateful for? So let's start really being grateful. Let's see the world through different lenses. You know, what am I, 
look at all the people that love me. Like really looking at what you do have opposed to what you don't have mm -hmm. or who you are. And, and, you know, so that's like one of the very first ways you can start retraining yourself, retraining your brain. Mm. So if people mm -hmm. wanted to connect with you, what's the best way that they can do that? What is the, uh, what is the best way to find you and connect with you if they want to dive into everything that you are able to teach them? So my website is um, www.healingspiritswellness.com. Are you on social media or should they try and find you on any social media? I am. No, I am. So I am. I'm a healing spirit wellness. Um, it's a, yeah, healing spirit wellness with Tammy Hawks is my Facebook page. And then I also have a Facebook group that has like, I don't know, a thousand people or something like that. So, and that's just a group because sometimes people get more information from the group than they do from the page. So, yeah. So those are two great ways. And then I have an Instagram. I just have to figure out how to use it. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to leave with the listeners? <laughs> Let's tell them all that they have the ability to change their life. They have the ability to live an amazing, exciting, adventurous life. They have to know that they're free to make new choices. They have the ability to reach for their dreams and to make them come true. It starts with them. It starts with what they're thinking about themselves and everybody else. They are magnificent, limitless lights, every single one of them. So let them know that they're, I want to let them know that they're, they are loved. They are love. That is their true expression. They were born of love and they are loved. So that's what I would like to leave them with. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Tammy. And it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And I can't wait to um, talk with you more off the <laughs> microphone because I'm definitely going to dive into some of the things that you have. And I think we're going to try to connect at some point in the future and do some sort of a live episode because you had made the suggestion to be able to put it out there so, mm. so listeners could try to call in and get some sort of a live reading with you, which I think would be a blast. It'll be a little bit of a technical challenge, but I'm up for it if you are. I am totally up for, I'm up for anything. Are you kidding? Let's do it. That's the difference between traditional meditating, I think. And, and you spoke like that, that you have that ability, that you're understanding like your, your brain waves and like what it does for you and stuff. You can bring down your breath and, and bring it um, inward so that you can calm your body, your soul, your spirit, and your mind. But it's that connection to your spiritual team, you know, that really changes it. So it's at this point in the episode that Tammy suggested that we do a live guided meditation to end the interview. And I thought that would be a fantastic idea. So I just want to get into that, but also have the typical disclaimers. Make sure you're not driving a vehicle, operating any heavy machinery while you're doing this. Um, get into a comfortable place and let Tammy guide you into what she specializes in most. Hope you enjoy. So taking a deep breath into the lower part of your belly, in so very slowly through your nose. Raising the lower part of your belly, holding for one moment, and then exhaling through your nose so very slowly. Take a few deep breaths in while I call in the energy. We call forth our highest evolutionary guidance in the form of our highest angels, guides, spirit guides, guardian angels, archangels 
highest descendant masters and teachers, the highest benevolent beings. We call forth the sisterhood of the rose and the brotherhood of the light. We call forth the most beautiful crystalline white light and we ask that this light be of the highest healing vibrational frequencies and wherever this light is directed, it heal all of us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Taking a deep breath and visualize the light above your head. It's so bright, it's so beautiful, filled with every color imaginable, filled with peace, joy, gratitude, unconditional love. Take a deep breath in and with your eyes closed, look out your third eye, which is located three-fourths up from the brow at the center of your forehead, like looking out a whale spout. And again, taking that deep breath in and gazing out that third eye, bring that light into your brain, into your eyes, your ears, your nose and your mouth, filling every cell with this beautiful healing light, this beautiful healing energy, connecting to source, connecting to the all that is, connecting to your spiritual team that surrounds you, that loves you. Good. Taking another deep breath in. Bring that breath and that light all the way down into your throat. Raising your vibrational frequency to match that of source energy, of your higher self, of your pure potential of love, of peace. Take another deep breath in and bring the light into your heart, overflowing this area. Breathe it into your lungs, down your spine. See it expand out into your nervous system. Again, raising that vibrational frequency to pure light and love, pure awareness and pure joy. Raising every cell back into its highest healing frequency, back into its healthiest integrity. Breathing again, taking a deep breath in and breathing the light down into your lungs, into your spleen into your kidney, into your liver, into your pancreas. Send it to every organ, every cell, every molecule, every atom in your entire being, raising your vibrational frequency to match that of source energy. Taking another deep breath in, see the light come even further down into your pelvis, down your legs, out your feet and toes. And again, taking that breath in, Breathe in the light down your arms, out your hands and fingertips. Breathing out through your nose so very slowly. One more time, bring your attention above your head, taking a deep breath in. Fill your entire being, every cell, molecule, and atom with this beautiful healing frequency of love, of peace, of joy. Connecting to your higher self, connecting to your God, Goddess self, connecting to spirit, all that is, all that you're a part of and not separate from. Good. Taking one more deep breath in and on the exhale out, see the light come out of your skin. You are this beautiful orb of light, this ball of light filled with peace, filled with joy, filled with prosperity. Taking another deep breath and expand this light even further, making your orb, your bubble, any color that comes to your mind, feeling so peaceful, 
feeling connected to all that is, feeling the love from source, from your angels, from your guides, inviting them into this bubble with you. Inviting them into your heart, into your body, soul, spirit, and mind. Taking another deep breath in, expanding out even further. And one more time, we're going to bring your attention all the way up into the universe, to the stars, to the Milky Way. Take another deep breath in, bring this universal energy down through the top of your head, filling your body, the stars with the universe, to every cell, molecule, and atom. And again, we're taking a deep breath in, bringing in the galaxy. On the breath out, expand out this universe out of your skin. See yourself floating amongst the stars, that you are part of the universe and not separate from it. You are all that is. Feeling yourself be weightless. Taking that breath in through your nose. Exhaling out. You are a part of all that is. Your expansion. You are limitless. You are the universe. You are all that is. Breathing in and breathing out. And I'm just going to have you slowly come back in with your feet on the ground, growing roots into the earth, becoming part of her. Breathing the energy from the earth up into your heart. At the same time, breathe in heavens down into your heart, the light, the love, freedom. Spiral the energy right to left in your heart, balancing heaven and earth. Breathing in and breathing out. And then slowly start wiggling your fingers and toes, coming back into your body and into the space. And then when you can come back fully aware, fully present. I'd like to thank Tammy for that amazing guided meditation. That was a great way to end the show. And thank her very much for stopping by and sharing all of her knowledge and gifts with us. And really thank her for what she does for people in the world to really lighten things up and sort of spread 
her positivity it's definitely infectious uh, but spread it wherever she goes it's greatly greatly needed in this world at this time and if you want to join us for an episode on the show you can email me at connect at livethislife.org that's c-o-n-n-e-c-t at livethislife.org you can also schedule a zoom call or a phone call with me do the Calendly for the show. That's calendly.com forward slash live this life. That's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com forward slash live this life. Until next time, keep living.